In the book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl makes this observation. Love goes very far beyond the physical person of the beloved. It finds its deepest meaning in his spiritual being, his inner self. Whether or not he is actually present, whether or not he is still alive at all, ceases somehow to be of importance. Think about that. The power, the strength of what love really is. And of course, we have to admit that in the context of Mr. Frankel's book, who himself was a Holocaust survivor, we aren't talking simply about sentimentality. While it does have its place, we are talking about something much deeper. The power of love, of looking beyond the visible and seeing the good of the person, perhaps deeply hidden within. Emily Otterman. She is an artist. She is a businesswoman, as you will hear. These are things that she has accomplished, skills that she has developed. But her motive, it's clear that her motive comes from her heart. You're going to hear this in this conversation. Please listen as Emily talks not just about the work that she's done, but the why she's done it. I want to make sure that you take a moment at the end of this conversation and go to the links that are going to be in the show notes because her exhibit will be up for the month of August and it's one that seems is well worth giving time to. So please go to the links and then share her information with anyone who might be moved by what she's doing. But for now, enjoy my conversation with Emily Otterman. I want to thank you for being here. I've already apologized, but I'm going to throw one more in there. For anyone listening, I'm going to include this. If you don't know Emily, she's one of the most patient people I've worked with. <laughs> We've just had some uh, issues connecting and they're all on my side. So thank you again for doing that. I would like for you to introduce what you do as well as why you love doing it. Well, I am, I call myself an artist, an entrepreneur. I'm probably an artist first because it's been in my blood since, (laughs) since conception, I believe. And my artwork over the last, I would say, probably eight to 10 years has been involving photography, not necessarily that I'm a photographer, but I'm incorporating photographs or um, scans or images of things that are um, interesting, design-wise or that have a meaning for myself or for someone else. Um, and I incorporate that that imagery into the artwork that I'm creating. I, I make composites digitally. And, and when I say digitally, I'm, I am old school. So I'm used to paintbrushes. I'm used to drawing by hand. I'm used to doing all these things manually. But now with technology, I am so, so excited to be able to use 
digital tools, um, you know, to have that more more quivers in my more quills in my quiver is <laughs> just another tool in my toolbox, really, to be able to use these things. So the digital aspect allows me to create collages. Uh, for instance, I'll put put that onto a print and then embed the print in encaustic. So I'm using um, wax and the the layers of wax um, need to be bonded with heat. So I'm using a blowtorch <laughs> sometimes. And um, yeah, so incorporating all that. And I know that sounds very complex and very complicated. And in some ways it is. But the end result is, is to create something that um, has meaning. Um, and that uh, it's like a visual interpretation of something that matters to someone else. Some of the work that I'm doing right now, um, I call it my now and then images. So I am, uh, and these are custom images. So I'll take a photograph of a loved one or a, a graduate or um, a couple that's celebrating an anniversary. And I will incorporate the, the old with the new, if you will, the, the image from the past with the image of now. For instance, this, the, uh, I just completed one that was an anniversary, a 30th anniversary for a couple. And um, he was from Venezuela. She was from um, Long Island. And they had both been to different beaches and the beach was really important to both of them. So in the background, very subtly, is a, a landscape of Venezuela and um, beach scene of um, Lido Beach where she spent her childhood summers. And it's very, very subtly incorporated in the background as well as a, an older picture of them when they first met on the beach. And, um, and a current picture of them to kind of blend it in. And it's very subtle and very soft. And um, so that's what I'm jazzed up about right now because it's so, so meaningful for the, the recipient. Um, the people who gave that to, um, to this couple were part of their family and they videotaped the, the reveal when oh. they gave the gift to them and they were so excited. And that just, that's what, that's what jazzes me up. That's what makes me happy to be able to, um, to be able to enhance someone's joy um, you know, and to be able to help celebrate and preserve those moments um, and those um, marks in time. And in such um, a unique way, those, too. The depth, I, mm, think I, I imagine the depth of the final product. Um, and because I've seen your work, I, I can imagine that you mentioned the subtleties. So it must have its own little nuances that would just sort of suck you in and want to know what else is going on in the image and the emotions that that must yeah. evoke. It seems like it would just be like a wellspring. There's the first seeing it and then looking closer and closer. It must be such an emotional gift. Yes. Mm. Yes. And, and, you know, the, the most important thing in the, in the overall image is the couple right? Is the, it's the people. They're the stars. And so you want them to stay the stars of the, of the image. Um, but those, those background um, details, they're the deeper level, right? They're the things that, you know, they, 
these two cultures were brought together, those two landscapes or, or um, places were so important to each of them. Um, and they're being brought together, just like the two of them were, were brought together. They were, they met and um, yeah. So beautiful. And to be able to, to be able to, uh, thank you, um, to be able to, to merge those things and to listen to what's important um, and then interpret that and to be able to provide something that brings that forward to them is, it's lovely to be able to do that. I feel very blessed. There is something to that, isn't there? Being able to reflect back to people what and who is important to them. It really is an honor. Um, the, The technical part sounds really interesting for me. But but for the sake of those listening, I would imagine just talking more about the emotional part and especially where in you. So you've mentioned that you've, you've been an artist forever. You've been involved in various crafts, which we'll talk about. But this is such a personal, it's a, it's a personal offering. So it's, it has to be personal from within you and to be able to reach out and touch somebody in a very personal way as well. So what made you start doing this? very interesting um so i've done custom work for a a lot a lot a long time um and when i was doing it back in the 80s that was primarily what my business was to to work directly one-on-one with my clients um and now um doing these these now and then images specifically what made me start doing those and i hope i can get through this without crying but yeah, go ahead and cry. Um, <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's fine somebody out there needs an excuse to cry go ahead <laughs> yeah exactly uh so my parents um they s- celebrated it was when they were celebrating their 70th wedding anniversary <sighs> 70th they went on to to get through 72 years um anyway for their 70th wedding anniversary i they didn't need anything i didn't know what to get to get them and 70 years you know you want to do something magnificent to mark the occasion right and uh i was just kind of reflecting and and going through some of the files that i had on my computer with Uh, images that I had scanned of their life together and I just thought what if I merge their wedding photograph with a picture of them now but that's what I did I merged those two things and um, gave it to them as an anniversary gift which I mean, for obvious reasons, was met with a lot of emotion and a lot of gratitude. And um, eventually I thought, you know, there are a lot of people out there that can't find anything worthy of marking that kind of an occasion, Um, whether it's an anniversary or whether it's a a big birthday or whether it's a, you know, a high school graduate or a college graduate. And um, so they inspired me to create something um, that could help others celebrate these occasions. So isn't that the truth? I mean, that's how that came to be. 
the whole push toward consumerism that we're all subject to. There are times, mm-hmm. though, that it just does not meet the need because the things we buy don't touch the heart like something like this would. I can only imagine what that would be like. 70 years, celebrating 70 years. That's yeah, and that was the inspiration. They, they, unfortunately, both of them passed away last year. So um, I, you know, their inspiration and their, um, their support of me too with my artistic um, ventures was incredible. And uh, so to be able to do this, and I almost feel like I'm um, keeping their legacy alive by by doing this and, and providing this. It's not only a product, but it's a service, I feel, to Absolutely. others. It's just, yeah. it's really lovely. It's a, it's um it becomes a deeper relationship almost, you know? Yes. Because I'm, I'm uh, doing something for them that, well, it's just meaningful. And we're going to talk about a project that you've been working on for some time that I think is extraordinarily emotional and meaningful. But before we do, I want to address the fact that you acknowledge yourself as being an artist and an entrepreneur. And those two things very often are difficult to go hand in hand. And the reason I want to address this is because if there's anyone listening who themselves are or see themselves as an artist, we often have real struggles with melding the two, with taking the craft, the art that we love, and convincing ourselves or allowing ourselves to believe, I can actually make a living out of this. I can... I can get an exchange in such a way that I can support myself doing something I love. And that obstacle for more people than I can say has been enough to kill the artist because they say things like, well, it's no one's going to pay for this or, you know, all of these, mm-hmm. all of this weird talk. So can I talk to you, the artist slash entrepreneur and ask you, did you ever struggle with any of those negative feelings as you were pushing forward on a unique landscape in the field of artistry? I will say yes, most of my life. (laughs) Most of my life I struggled with that, yeah. And um, I think I've come to a point in my life where um, I I no longer, those, those, that mindset no longer serves me very well. And it really truly is about mindset. Well, it's about two things. It's about understanding your value and, and what the things that you bring to the world, what those things mean to someone else. And sometimes we can't see that because we're so into our own heads and so into our own mindset and thinking, you know, we may think that it just doesn't bring anything else to anyone else but it does. And, um, you know, in the mindset of, well, you know, people can talk all day long about the starving artist myth and, and you can believe it or you can choose not to believe it and create your own mindset that is more positive. That does talk about money coming in, um, and brings money in. Um, it, it's, it's my, it really is mindset. If you believe it, you can do it. 
Thank you. Period. Now, I think that that's so important because there are so many people out there who have wonderful ideas and wonderful, the overused word, passion. They have these passions mm. and they just backpedal because they just, they've heard or they've told themselves it just can't be done. And I also wanted to say that um, the slash entrepreneurial piece of this is really important because I, I see myself as a professional and I present myself in a professional way. And I think that that, that is really key to, um, to being successful. I think, you know, you have to treat this as a business. There is that piece of it that is really important. You know, creativity is wonderful, but you also, in my mind's eye, you also need to combine it with, with being professional, being a business person, and then people will see that value if you're presenting yourself in a way that they can understand has value. Excellent. Really, really good pieces. It's not a pipe dream. And it's yeah. not just like taking pictures or drawing or painting. <laughs> it is, it's a career if yeah. one chooses. So. Thank you. And that, you know, that, and that's not to say that I haven't had to supplement it. I, I do supplement it. I had, you know, and I'm also a believer that maybe all your eggs in one basket isn't a good idea. You know, COVID-19 kind of uh, helped us all realize that maybe in certain circumstances, that's not a great idea. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the reality. But I also, you know, all those things I already said, I believe them. And yeah. Nice. And so to see someone like yourself who can take it seriously while maintaining the love for what you do and the enthusiasm for what you do, it's really exciting. And I'd love to hear it. So um, I would like to ask you to talk a little bit about the project that I saw you present. It's been over a year. It was during COVID. We, Emily Aborn of She Built This, yet another Emily shout out. Um, <laughs> That's when I first saw you. You presented this project, and I'm not going to try to stumble to explain it. I will ask you to talk about it. And the same thing, what is it that you're doing? Why you love doing it? Because I know you do. Mm -hmm. And some of the experiences that you've had along the way. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this has been a project that I've worked on. But it is uh, the project is called the Gratitude Collection. And it is a, a body of artwork that I created um, because I was inspired by a trip that I took with my dad in 2015. Um, he is a, a World War II, sorry, I have to say this in past tense, and I'm sorry to say that. Um, he was a World War II Canadian veteran. And um, he helped liberate parts of Holland. And uh, we, when we traveled there in 2015, it was with a group of 18 um, veterans and their families. And we went to the province of Friesland, um, which is in the northeast part of um, the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. The experience over there um, was incredible. The um, the outpouring of respect and love and joy that um, that the Dutch showed their beloved veterans was incredible. Um, and incredible is, it just seems like such a, 
minuscule way to describe this. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you tell somebody about the Rocky Mountains versus seeing the Rocky Mountains in person, this is that. I can't describe, I can't find the right words to describe the feelings and the emotions that came forward and the things that I witnessed over there. It was just unbelievable. Um, my father and the other veterans, and indeed all of the families were treated like royalty. And um, when I got back from that trip, um, I started looking at some of the photographs that I had taken. And of course, you know, in the moment, you're just like snapping pictures. And But when I'm looking at these photographs, once I got back, I just thought, oh my goodness, there's so much here that I, I have to do something with this. I just have to do something with this. There was one photograph in particular, and it was, it's in the piece that's entitled um, beholding touch um, and it was of a little girl and she's holding uh, the Canadian flag in one hand and her other hand is outstretched and um, shaking my dad's hand and the two of them are looking at one another eyeball to eyeball my dad is in a, an old army vehicle. It's an old ambulance. We were in army vehicles. Um, the veterans and their families were in army vehicles, one after the other, after the other. And we were going down this parade route, and there were hundreds of thousands of people along the side of the road. Um, really? And really, it was all they could do to, they just wanted this connection. They wanted to be able to touch one of their beloved veterans, one of their beloved heroes who helped free their country. Um, you know, there's, there's something to be said about experiencing war on your own land. Um, these people experienced it and they really experienced it very, very hard in Holland. It was really, really difficult time for them um, during the war. And a lot of the people that were in the crowds, like some of the grandparents or, you know, some of the older people, were the ones who experienced it. They would remember it. You know, they, like so many times people would come and say, you know, I remember I was an eight-year-old child and I remember when the, when you came and you helped free us, oh, you know. Oh. So pretty incredible. So at any, at any rate, this moment between my dad and this little girl, when I saw that picture, it was just, it just spoke to me and I said I have to do something with this I have to do something to, with this and then eventually I realized this is more than just one story this is more than just one moment this is many moments and I need to tell the story a and I need to provide a legacy for the veterans so uh, that led me to pouring over the photographs that I had um, you know themes started to develop so I reached out to some of the photographers uh, from the Netherlands who had taken a bunch of photographs and they um, offered to uh, let me use some of the images in my pieces. So some of the, some of the photographs that are in the, in the artwork um, were photographs from people in the, from the photographers in the Netherlands. I, I'm, you know, to ever, forever indebted um, to their generosity to allow me to use the, the images in the, in the work. Um, so yeah, the, uh, there's eight panels and then each, each panel, um, I 
I printed a um, or had a, a large print done on archival paper with you know archival inks and then uh, embedded that into encaustic, which is the the wax is beeswax and Damar resin that's combined together, and um, and then each layer of wax needs to be bonded with the blowtorch and um, and um, yeah, the result is these eight panels that uh, that are now being exhibited at LaBelle in Derry, LaBelle Derry in New Hampshire. And um, I'm so honored to be able to have them up there for their um, their new space in that location. And the pieces were supposed to have been exhibited last year in the Netherlands, but COVID happened and like we were supposed to have gone back to the Netherlands last year with another group of, or a smaller group of veterans. My dad included, he was supposed to have gone in April, uh, late April of last year. Um, but unfortunately he passed away in March and, uh, and COVID hit. And, you know, we, uh, we were hopeful that we would be able to have had it this year, 2021 in the spring, but hello COVID. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, the, the exhibition over there last year was supposed to have been in conjunction with veterans also being there in person, but we've now had uh, of the 18 that came in 2015, there are 13 that passed away. So, um, you know, the, as far as the Dutch are concerned, you know, it changes the landscape of how they would have another group come over or how they would celebrate it. And, um, you know, in some ways they uh, would look on the artwork as that's what's now providing the legacy yes. of veterans. So there's that. I'm, I'm hopeful that it was, will still have an opportunity to be seen by the Dutch and to be, um, you know, to be part of their celebrations. I have to wonder what it was like for you, not just as the artist, but as the daughter, because no matter how close we may be to our parents, recognizing that this was a part of your father's life, that even if he did tell you the stories, which so many veterans do not openly speak about their experience, to see him in that capacity, what was that like? Him in particular. I don't mean just the thousands of people. I mean, myopically this is your dad in these throngs of people what was that like for you that is an excellent question and um it was eye-opening i saw him in a completely different life light um you know you think you know somebody and i have a really close uh relationship with my dad, with both my parents. Um, and I have to say, and I, and I almost hate admitting this, but I really didn't pay much attention to his stories. I really hate to say that um, until that trip. I mean, I knew I knew some of the details, but you know, he would talk about it from time to time. And I just, I didn't pay attention as much as I probably should have until I went over there with him and to experience um, 
to experience it, well, yeah, with, with all of them, but being up close and personal with him to see, <laughs> to see the energy that it provided him. And he was 90 at the time. Um, but to see that energy and to see him kind of come alive and to see him tell stories and um, I, I don't want this to taint my father's um, reputation or his image at all. I mean, he, he's, he's a wonderful man, um, but there was a certain flirtation that would happen because these like uh, women <laughs> would just be like, oh my gosh, thank you for, for your freedom, for our freedom. And they would be kissing and hugging and, you know, and it's just, these veterans would light up like Christmas trees. Why not? Right. Um, so seeing that aspect was, was absolutely lovely. And my dad, um, at one point said to me, Oh, I hope I didn't, I hope I haven't offended you by, by, um, giving that girl a kiss or, you know, and I said, dad, I am so excited to be able to see this, you know, to see how much joy it brings you and to see how you're feeling about this whole thing. So that was incredible. It, it opened my eyes to, um, to who he was as a young man. And in my dad's case and in almost every one of the veterans' cases, they would relive moments during that time like it was yesterday those moments are seared in their brains. And um, that was incredible too, to hear um, some of the stories. It's such a dichotomy. The people who I've spoken with um, who have experienced war, it is of course inhumane. It is of course inhuman. (laughs) There's just like, there's no part of our brain that's meant to deal with that. And yet the bonds that are formed under the pressure or whatever it is, whatever the circumstances that cause it, it's remarkable to see. And and a person doesn't have to take political sides for or against war. It's not even about that. But this, I was going to say it's about the story, but it's about the person. It's about these people. And yes, their stories deserve to be heard not only for what they've accomplished there, but in life, 90 years old. Think of the stories of a 90-year-old man, but then add to it the experiences that he has had. What a gift. What a gift to him to, to do what you did. And I'm so sorry he couldn't see the final product, but he knew you were working on it, yes? Yeah, he knew I was working on it. He knew that it was completed. Both my parents um, knew that it was completed and they both um, were able to see images of the final pieces. So um, they, you know, they definitely had a a good sense to it. I mean, there's nothing like seeing it in person. It's true. Which that uh, that I regret, but yeah. And... Do you think it gave you any insight into your mother too? You mentioned that this is this showed you your dad as a young man. Now, were your parents together when he was serving? Um, yes. Well, 
boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He, my dad has this story um, that he, before he left to um, go over to Germany, um, he said to her, if I come back, will you, will, I think his phrase was kind of, will you take up with me when I, you know, when I come back? And, uh, and he said, she said, yes. So, um, yeah, in my mom's perspective, um, you know, it was the waiting, right? It was, it was the waiting and wondering and the not knowing and, um, and then a lovely reunion when he did come back home, you know, and my dad carried, uh, he carried her picture with him. Beautiful. And in general, not just for the veterans, but as you said, you started with your parents. You're a storyteller and you provide a legacy. It's a really beautiful thing. Do you imagine you'll continue to do this? That's a good question. Um, I think so. It's hard to know what, what the gratitude collection, you know, what it's going to evolve into or where it's going to be seen. Um, my hope is that at some point it is also exhibited in Canada. Um, the pieces are for sale, um, but if they were to be sold, um, part of the requirement for purchase would be that they can be loaned back um, in case or in the event that they are exhibited as a as a whole in Canada and or the Netherlands or or elsewhere in the U.S. too. I mean, um, so I, you know, it's a good question. I don't know if um, it was a really really big project, and I don't know if I'll be doing another one like it or or in the same kind of genre. It's it's a good question. It kind of remains to be seen. I don't know. And you said that it's at LaBelle and Derry. So, of course, yes. we're going to make sure that the link is provided. And the grand opening is a week from today. So that would be the 27th, correct? 20, 20, sorry, the 28th. It's you may have said tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so. That's all right. Wednesday, the 28th. Yeah. And at a winery, no less. That's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. That could be worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. You're a creative, you're a businesswoman, you have a huge heart, you're sentimental. Those are all things I see. But how, what would you say to that question? How do you want to be seen? Well, first of all, I just love this question. It's, um, it's so thought-provoking and it's so deep and it's... Hmm. It's just a great question. And I'm one that I, I love words. So, and words are very, very important to me. So asking me this question kind of led me onto this, you know, pondering path that, Good. Took, you know, it, it re, I really have given it a lot of thought, probably way too much thought, but, um, and you know, it, it's, it's tough for me to come up with just one thing. I think as humans, we're so multifaceted. And so, you know, there were several things that kind of came into my mind. But the one thing that is overarching for me is kind. I want to be seen as kind. Um, Because I think 
kindness is it's so important to each and every one of us, um, whether we recognize it or not. Um, and, you know, it comes back to that, that phrase, people don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. I hope that I make people feel good. Um, I just had an experience happen to me on Sunday. Um, believe it or not, it was at my church. <laughs> I still can't believe that this happened. But this man said something to me that was extremely rude. And uh, I'm not going to get into the details, but uh, it, it was just, I, I just can't put it any other way. It was rude. And um, I really was so conscious of how it made me feel which was terrible. Um, and I said to myself and my husband and my son, what makes me feel good about that is that I know that I will never, ever make someone feel the way that comment made me feel. I won't have to worry about making someone feel that way. So kind, I would like to be seen as kind. That's the overarching thing. In the multifaceted piece of it, um, I also want to be seen as a as a uh, visual interpreter or or and visual storyteller. You know, bringing out the essence of of if I'm doing artwork for someone else, like bringing out the essence of an individual that they care about. Um, that's another way that I want to be seen. And then the third thing is that I want to be seen as someone who appreciates God's beauty and, um, and nature um, and someone who appreciates the talents that I've been given, which I do. I don't take it for granted. I, um, I guess, so I guess I, I want to be seen as grateful. And you know, none of those are mutually exclusive, right? If you take kindness out of the, out of the equation, then the other two just don't work as well. Exactly. And I love that you say kindness and not just being nice. No. Because it's such a proactive, it's a decision, right? It's a decision to be kind. In fact, at the end of all of my podcasts, I always ask people to be safe and to be kind. Hmm. And to hear you, you after spending some time with you, it, describe that as kind of a benchmark. It means even more because of the generosity and the open-heartedness. I mean, the vulnerability too, there's such a vulnerability in what you do mm -hmm. to open yourself up like that, particularly with your parent, you know, your parents and to share that with others. It's such a beautiful thing. And that itself is a kindness, really. So thank you for, really thank you for what you do and that you want to share this story and Again, I'm going to just say, I'm going to reiterate that it's not about the politics. It's not, we're not condoning war. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about people who have done the best they could do under terrible circumstances, and they did it with a huge heart mm -hmm. and with generosity. And you're the result of one of these people <laughs> mm -hmm. and just the impact that that must have had on your life, even before you knew mm -hmm. this whole story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, 
for us as humans to, um, this is why photographs are so important. And you as a photographer can, can probably attest to this, why capturing those moments or capturing the essence of things is so important because it allows us, it allows us an opportunity to reflect on those little gestures. And when, when people lose a loved one, it's not the big things that matter. It's the touch. It's missing that touch and it's missing those little moments. So we've got, we've got some kind of photograph that captures those moments. You know, those are, those are great things to be able to preserve someone's memory with. Yes. And to pass along now, even to generations that never knew him, they can know him to some extent. Exactly. And it's always been so strange to me whenever I started focusing on portraits, particularly of women. And I started pondering the the time when Holmes would have portraits of the matriarch. It was a legacy. It was, that's my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother. And they would look to this woman and they would identify her qualities or whatever it was that she meant to them. And somewhere along the way, that's been removed. Somewhere along the way, it's the the mom behind the camera, hiding from the camera. And so it's not about vanity. And that question, how do you want to be seen, isn't just like, do you want your picture to be pretty? Or what? It's like, who are you? Right. How do you want people to know you? Because we we can do that for you. And then the added touch, the depth of what you do by taking that and merging history into it. It's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. Thank Thanks you. for sharing it. And I want to make sure to have all of the information for your event, your open house, your grand opening. That's what it is, the grand opening. We'll make sure everybody has access to it. But thank you for sharing so much of yourself today, too. Thank you. This has been lovely. You are such a gracious host. And, and um, I've listened to some of the episodes in your podcast and you've just got such a lovely lovely grace about you that makes it so easy to to be vulnerable and to you know to talk openly about sometimes with some people some difficult topics or subjects and yeah so thank you for that's being the highest praise. Host. really highest praise and again for your patience if you guys only knew <laughs> And I can't wait to be able to meet you in person. Um, and yeah, amen. One of these days, we will. We will. We'll get some wine, maybe yeah. at La Belle and Dairy. And- <laughs> there you go. I mentioned a couple of times in the conversation that this project Emily has created and is now exhibiting at, at La Belle Winery. It's about her dad. You know, it, it's about the things that he did. And I hope that we can appreciate her perspective and this gift that she has given while recognizing that politically we may have different views. And in fact, we can take politics right out of the issue and just share with her the beauty of helping someone create a legacy someone who has chosen with the information that they had to become someone admirable and generous and so much so 
that he raised a daughter with those same traits. When I came across that section of the book that I mentioned earlier, it made me also think of a scripture that is so simple. It's taken from the book of Corinthians and it says, faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. This is not just a good feeling we have towards someone. It's not sentimentality. While at the same time they do have those traits, we're talking about something much more principled, much deeper and more powerful. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing Emily's exhibit, and I hope you'll do the same. I also hope that you'll leave comments for her, reach out to her. If this has moved you, please let her know that as well. And, as always, I'm going to ask that you please be safe. Who knows what's happening with this variant? Who knows what's going to be happening with masks? Let us separate ourselves from issues and instead think lovingly of one another. So in our efforts to be safe, let's help others be safe. Let's be kind. And always, my great thank you for listening. Thank you.